smell. Still smell. It's still on your clothes, I guess. All right, we're doing all right this morning. Dude, what a what an amazing, amazing, beautiful time of worship, man. Like it's just like I think people are just sort of stunned sometimes that they don't know what to expect when they come in and 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 see it. Sometimes it's like Pete solo. Sometimes it's we got a, like a living room style. Sometimes we just rock it out like we did today. So it's just just a lot of fun. So thank you guys very, very much. Dan the man, always. Thank you, bud. Thank you. And Heitzelman, dude, good to have you back this week, man. Come on. That was good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, we are in week three of what we're calling our Seek 2022 season, and our, our, our series. And today is the day we've been praying about. We've been asking people to... To, to like fully give God absolutely um, devotion leading up to today and this week. So we are taking that offering like I talked about in the announcement time earlier uh, at the end of the service. We're also going to be doing communion at the same time, like I said. And uh, we've got communion cups that are like, uh, I don't know, like the, the all-in-one type thing. So there's going to be some instructions involved in it. But, uh, but we are going to have, uh, have that time of communion, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to this because, you know, one of the things that, that but we don't realize a lot of times when people think, okay, yeah, I'm going to go take some juice, I'm going to take this uh, wafer that doesn't taste like anything or whatever like that, and it's kind of, an, kind of an activity, but one of the reasons why we do communion and why it's so important that we do it is it's a, it is, a, it is, a, is an accepting in essence, of the covenant, the proposal of the groom to the bride. And we being the bride of Christ, we, we literally take that, and when we drink that cup and, uh, and eat, the, eat the, the wafer, we're saying yes to that proposal of, in essence, marriage to the Lord. Amen. Like, it's kind of a wild thing. So I want to kind of, as we're talking through some of the things we're talking to today, I want to like, start preparing your hearts and minds for that act of worship and that act of obedience uh, to the Lord. Because we want, more than anything else, we want to do what God says in his word for us to do. It is crucial for us to, to learn scripture, not so that we, we put things in our minds and leave them there. Like, our hearts have to be, uh, uh, like, yes, we've got to learn scripture so that we can know what we're supposed to do in obedience. Amen? Yeah, man, y'all can say it all day long, man. Like, like, like talk to me today, right? Like, talk to me. Because I want to I make sure that, that, that we understand this. As we start engaging in more and more uh, studies and more and more uh, activities that are going to bring us more awareness of what God says in his word, what it should do is bring us closer to the, to the Lord, not further away. Because frankly, some people, when they study scripture, just blow up their minds and they walk around and they say all these words that I don't understand. And they use like, like big long words when it comes to scripture and things. But it's a real simple thing. Jesus came. And he died on the cross and he rose from the freaking dead. No one in history has done that, ever. Except for one guy who is God, who claimed to be God, proved himself to be God. And so everything he says in his word is true. And when he says, I know my sheep, they 
hear my voice, no one can snatch them out of, out of my hand. There are people who haven't been awakened by the Holy Spirit yet that we're going to be reaching. And we want to know everybody's name, and we want them to know that they are known. It's not just a matter of, of us saying, hey, do you know Jesus and cool, awesome, and dunking them in a tank and putting them in the pews and, and, and leaving them there, man. It's like we want, to, you, we want you to know that you were known, not because it's great that somebody remembers your name, but we want you to know that you're known because Jesus knows you. Jesus knows. And so if he knows you, we don't want to just baptize somebody and stick them in a Bible study. We want to help them to be discipled, to make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples. Like we talked a couple of weeks ago, it's a matter of what discipleship is, is it's not just sharing your life. It's not just having accountability. It's not just studying scripture. It is teaching people to be obedient to what Jesus said. John 14, John 15 says over and over, if you love me, you'll do what I say. And the Great Commission says to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as you go and make disciples and teaching them to be obedient to everything I've commanded you. It's, a, it's, an, it's an enormous task for us to be able to do it. It takes time, it takes guts, and it takes courage because people necessarily uh, naturally don't want to step into into obedience until somebody kind of pokes it a little bit and says, hey, have you thought through this? Hey, hey, I've seen this in you. Have you, like all these kind of things. And it's not just knowledge and it's not just accountability. It's actually teaching people to be obedient, a.k.a. teaching people to love Jesus. Wow. We want to be a church of extreme generosity. And when we talk about extreme, it will never be too much for God. Like God gave everything. We could never match it. Amen. But from the outside world looking in, it's like, man, you guys are extremely generous. And to us, it's like not that. It's just who we are, right? It's kind of, it's kind of one of those deals where, like, even the cool things that happen in, in the, like, our walk, when you see healings, because we've seen healings, right? It's, not, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like when Jesus sent out his guys, and he sent them out into the town, and they came back, they said, wow, Jesus, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he said, so what? I mean, they were so impressed that this happened. And Jesus looked at him and goes, I, I, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Big whoop, right? Like, don't rejoice in those things. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. When we start thinking on a higher level, like our generosity and all the different things and the making of disciples and knowing people's names and making the community better because we're in it and the community knows it. Like when we start thinking about those things on a higher level, the heavenly realm, it's just, of course that's going to happen, right? Like it, it's not one of those things where we go, we got to go make it happen. I heard somebody say one time, man, we should partner with people in the city and businesses in the city and, and, and charitable organizations in the city and all these kind of things. And I said, well, 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 yeah, but if that's our goal, then, then, then so what? Like, what would it look like if we just love the people in the city, and rather than trying to go make partnerships, we actually love people, right? And then see what happens. Part, great, amazing, beautiful partnerships happen when we love our city and the community becomes better, because, not because of our partnerships, but because of our love. And so we're going to share some of those things with 
with people this afternoon after the second service. We're going to going to share like do these blessing baskets and 21 families in our communities are going to get thanksgiving dinners for free because of our generosity and because of our love but but it's not because we're doing meals we're thinking on a higher plane we're we're up we're we're thinking in heavenly realms up here rather than going man we got to go do this and got to go do this because i tell you what when we think in the terms of i got to go serve and i got to go do this and i got to go got to go do on mission and i got to go share the gospel and i have to go and man you get exhausted right you'll wear out but if we get our energy and our focus on the heavenly realms and our focus is up here it's a really really weird wild concept but it's something we've got to do. Like, we can't rejoice in the people that come to know Jesus. Well, I'm not saying we should go, oh, so what? I don't care about that. But, but, we, but we, we, like, it should be like, well, of course it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit, God said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. It's kind of like, of course that's going to happen. We're just introducing them, sheep, to the shepherd. That's it. It's nothing we can do, no power that we have to change somebody, to have somebody awaken to the gospel, to have somebody's ears open to being able to hear the shepherd. It's just, here he is. Amen. And seeing Nehemiah, man, if our our whole mantra for 2022, and and I know that we're going to be seeking, we're going to reach the loss, right? All all the time we're going to be reaching the loss, and that should be one of those duh statements type of thing. But for whatever reason, God said this year, that is going to be your battle cry. Yeah, we're going to have seasons of rest. Yes, we're going to have seasons of work. Yes, we're going to have seasons of, 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 of sowing. But this year, he's saying, go reap the harvest. Get them. This is the time. I've prepared you. I've rested you. I've put your people in place. I've put your systems in place. You've worked hard. Now it's time to go collect the grain. I love it, man. Nehemiah 4, or Nehemiah 5, 14 to 19, if you understand what's been going on in, in Nehemiah, we've been talking about it the last few weeks, that basically what he's famous for is leading the charge to go build the wall, security around the city of Jerusalem. And he took great risk and at his own personal expense to go be able to do that. And he gathered a team and people were enthusiastic. And, and in fi- verse 14, he says, furthermore, from the day... King Artaxerxes appointed me to their governor in the land of Judah from the 20th year until his 32nd year, 12 years. I and my associates never ate food, ate ate the food allotted to the governor. The governors who had preceded me had heavily burdened the people, taking food and wine from them as well as a pound of silver. Their subordinates also oppressed the people, but I didn't do this because of the fear of God. Instead, I devoted myself to the construction of the wall, and all my subordinates were gathered there for the work. We didn't buy any land. Like, they didn't take stuff from themselves, right? They were focused on this mission. They weren't focused on how much can they gain. Gosh, could we ever use some of that in our leadership in the country? <laughs> like, we could really use that. There were 150 Jews and officials as well as guests from the surrounding nations at my table. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some fowl were prepared for me. An abundance of all kinds of wine was provided every 10 days. But I didn't demand the food allotted to the governor because the burden on the people was so heavy. Remember me favorably, my God, for all that I have done for this people. You see, 
we can learn a lot about what it means to be extremely generous from Nehemiah. Nehemiah is the man. We talked about discipleship last week, right? Because he loves God and he obeys God. But Nehemiah loved his people. And the city was generous. His people were generous to the cause of rebuilding. He set the stage. He said, this is where we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. And he set it all up. And they built it in 52 days, which is ridiculous. Like that, that's an impossibility unless God's in the middle of all that, directing it from the, from, from the heavenly realms. And the people just responded. And he didn't bur- overburden them. He never said to these guys, hey, hey, keep, keep working, keep working, keep working. Sla-. Like he, he never just cracked the whip, if you will. He said, this is what God said. And everybody's like, whoo, right? You know, I joke around a lot about not really having, you know, the, the gift of leadership. And I don't. I, I know a lot of people think that's weird because you have a lot of people going to the church and, you know, a lot of people doing this, a lot of people doing that. You've got residencies happening. You've got church planning efforts going on all the time. You're working with North American Mission Board. you got all these kind of things. And you keep saying you don't have any leadership giftings. That doesn't mean that I don't lead. It means that it doesn't come naturally. It means that when I speak, a lot of times people don't pay attention. That's why I like to have like guys like Mitch Cunningham come into the, and I say, Mitch, could you get everybody's attention? Because I don't know what it is. Guy, dude's got a gift of leadership. As soon as he speaks, I'm like, boom, right? Like, how do you do that, man? Watch that. It's incredible. Right? But when we're thinking on the heavenly realms, I don't have to rely on my skill set. When I think on the heavenly realm, I don't have to say, um, I just have to rely on God to lead his people. And if he's going to trust me to, to be a shepherd of his flock, then, then I've got to rely on his power. I've learned real quick that trying to rely on my power, my, man, it's exhausting. It's exhausting because you get frustrated. How come nobody listens to me? Now I have fun with it. It's like, <laughs> ain't nobody going to listen to me. I just got to get somebody that will. Like, you used to see me in meetings with church planters and stuff. Like, I got 20 church planters meeting once a month, and we're sitting around, and I'm supposed to be leading these guys, and I have to go to, like, you guys remember Pastor Price over at the Raytown campus? Man, we sent him out three three years ago. Three years ago we sent them out, right? I always have to call out Price. Price, can you give everybody's attention? Because nobody's going to listen to me. And Price's like, all right, everybody, like, boom, everybody's quiet. Like, thank you very much. Now we can get started. It's amazing. It's amazing. But Nehemiah loved his people. He was generous, and his people were generous to the cause. And it's not because Nehemiah is great leadership. I know people love to, love to say, you know, like examine Nehemiah and examine his leadership and all the leadership lessons we can learn from him and that kind of thing. But it was God that laid this on him. And it was God that, that brought this, this incredible, man, one mind, one heart. To the people. See, we can learn from Nehemiah about generosity because Nehemiah loved God, Nehemiah obeyed God, and Nehemiah loved his people. Period. And he saw a need and he said, People, we've got to go do this, and they did it in absolute record time. Some of them, if you recall a couple of weeks ago, one of my favorite things about building that wall is with one hand they're building the wall, with one hand they're strapped up, man, with a weapon. I mean, they're ready to bust somebody's noggin if they come over that wall as they're trying to build it. It's incredible, right? 52 days. But here's what we learn about generosity from Nehemiah. And this is kind of a, 
as I'm, as, I'm, as I'm putting this together, man, generosity is having a heart and mind that is aligned with God, that leads to seeing everything as his to be managed, shared, and honoring to God. And all God's people said. So seek 2022, seek 2022 if, the, if the whole idea is this simple vision of to reach the lost, it's going to take extreme generosity, not, not from God's perspective, but from the world's perspective of our time and our talent and our abilities and our gifts, our spiritual gifts, our personal gifts, our wiring, right, our finances. Our marital status doesn't matter if we're single or married or engaged or divorced. Our family, our home, our job, our food, you and me and the church. It's going to take extreme generosity in all those things. And we want to have stories and celebrations this coming year of celebrations of generosity. You know, when we gave out money, sometimes if you're new with us, sometimes if you if you hang with us long enough, we'll start, rather than having an offering, we start giving out wads of cash. You know, hey, go bless somebody with this. You know, you would be amazed when people go and they give it to somebody. The stories that we have come back, you know what, we never really recorded any of those. I just kept hearing them like, that's amazing, that's incredible, that's wonderful. We need to tell people what the, like it is as much a gift when we give blessing baskets this afternoon to a family that needs a blessing. It is as much a gift to them as it is to the giver. It's incredible. Tears come down, like every year this happens, but tears come back. They come back and they're just bawling their eyes out. I can't believe this is, this is incredible, right? But this is what it takes. And we want to next year have 40 new givers, 40 new giving families next year. Like if we're going to be back to 250 people, you know, between the two services, which is not too hard to do. And we want to have 40 new families, 50 new families, 40 new givers out of those families. Guys, it's going to take us all setting the pace. And with that, we want to have 50% of us serving somewhere. Greeting, Kid City. Sound tech booth, man. You guys are starting to step up. You guys are getting crowded back there. It's awesome, right? Some people with talents that I don't have, like music. Well, I mean, you know, I can boogie, but that's about. <laughs> you know, but our outreach efforts, young adults ministry, celebrate recovery. We've got all that, our education efforts that we're we're putting together, guys. There are there are things we need some some people leading in prayer, right? All kinds of things that are going to happen are going to be needed for us. Our time, our talent, our ability, our finances, our food, our marital status, our jobs. All of it is going to be, we're going to be needing to think of it as something to be managed, shared, and honoring to God. All those things. Amen. You with me? Yes, sir. So here's what we want to do. We want to pray for the, the blessing baskets this afternoon. Um, and 
turkeys are going to be here at 12. Some of you guys are coming back for those. And what's really, really cool is every one of these families, 21 families in town, we had all of them signed up for before the end of last week. It was fantastic. And man, I'm just so happy for that. And when I saw that, I just about, I mean, I about cried. I swear, I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. It's, it it just, just is amazing. We had people sign up we didn't even know signed up. We got to figure out our systems or something. Some people signed up online and nobody went to nobody. So I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. It's incredible, right? We're figuring all that out, right? Tony's on it. Tony's nagging me like in a, in a holy way. I love it, man. So, man, we got to use our systems, man. <laughs> and when they don't work, we got to fix it. Because I'm like, hey, Jesus will figure it out. You know? <laughs> I'm thinking up here, Tony. <laughs> but you are too, buddy. I appreciate you, man. But I do want to pray for those, those families. I want to pray for those that are going to be giving of their time and talent and, and, and ability and finances and food um, today. And then after that, we're going to pray over communion and offerings. Father, we love you. There are, there are 21 families in our city who you have a special love for. And I don't know them all. I might have met them at some point. I don't know who their families are. But you do. And so, Father, this is not just an exercise of serving and blessing a family. Lord, may we have the opportunity to share your gospel, your good news of what you did and are continuing to do. And if it takes a free Thanksgiving dinner to do that, Because the food gets digested. And this is going to sound weird to to pray to God, but it also gets pooped out. And so, God, may this be something where those that don't know you yet hear your voice for the first time. Because you have promised that we will never, at some point, go thirsty. And we will never want for anything, Lord. Your eternity is secure. And it's amazing. And it's beautiful. I know we could talk about all the horrors of hell. And people might remember the message. But, but Lord, it's so much bigger than that. Your heaven is indescribably beautiful. And as we, Father, take communion together, may we understand that we are saying yes to your proposal, yes to your covenant, yes to what you have called us to be, your bride. Thank you for being the groom and thank you for promising to come back for us to take us home to your father's house. We love you, we trust you, and we thank you. And Father, we pray for the offering. May we bring these envelopes, whether we have given online or given a check or whatever, 
we would bring these as an offering to you as we take this communion. It is... Sometimes it, it honestly makes me take a quick breath. Takes my breath away, I guess is the way some people say it. I, just makes me pause to think of the different things and the wonderful things that are coming from your heavenly realm to us. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to reach your people. But you're the one that reaches them, Lord. And we're just introducing the partnership. We're introducing the relationship. We're introducing you. We love you. We thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Guys, let's take a few minutes. Keep praying a little bit. I know we've got a second service here in about 25 minutes. Um, if you've never taken one of these, there is a plastic wrapper on the front, on the top. Open up the wafer. We'll take that together first. And then there's a foil that'll open up on the side like so. So let's go ahead and take communion together and offerings at the same time.